Hey folks, it is Saturday morning and you are joining me for coffee on the uh, back porch this morning. So if you hear some birds chirping, that's what that is. Uh, you may hear a lawnmower. Um, but I quickly want to just go through the work um, that we're doing this week. Usually these updates will come probably uh, Friday, Saturday, but I'll try to get um, an update in the middle of our module posted so you can kind of engage with the content up front on the Wednesday on Wednesday um, and then midweek I'm going to go to kind of the second half of the week's work and so that's kind of what I'm doing now um, so first off I think uh, a number of you have uh, most of you have already completed the learning survey if you have not please get over to that uh, English 101 learning survey in Google Docs uh, and, and take that learning survey um, it helps First of all, just me organize who you are on a spreadsheet, but also lets me know who's got particular issues. And so that's a good place. It's totally private just to me. Um, so that's a good place to let me know if you've got any, any sorts of issues or questions about the course so far. Um, or also, you can just email me. Email is going to be the best way to get in touch with me for the most uh, of the course things that we're doing. Um, okay, so you watched the video. Um, you looked at the course syllabus. Email me if you have any questions about that. Um, you, you should have taken the learning survey by now. Um, so we have a discussion post, right? Uh, and that's your introduction. So uh, I, I posted my slides to kind of show you who I was a little bit. Um, and I see a lot of people posting their sl slides. So I've started commenting. I'm going to continue as people get their uh, posted to, go, to comment on them. But please go through part of like building a community is is going through and commenting on even when it feels like mundane and repetitive it feels good to get those comments too like oh uh, you like the panthers also cool um i got an ally in my class you know whatever it could be something very very small um oh i'm also from lumberton let's uh you know oh did you have so and so for english back in high school you know those are that builds community right and so this brings us to Lumberg's Essential Guide to Rhetoric. And if you open that up, uh, you got a, you know, a 30-ish page reading. Uh, there's, there's visuals. It's, it's a small printed book. Um, so you, it's actually, it goes a little bit quicker than a normal 30 pages would. Um, however, the content is kind of dense because it is, um, you know, uh, you're reading about rhetoric. Um, and so some of the things that you're going over are very important. But it gets us down to, and I want to get to the part about uh, the visual symbols, um, and I think first we need to look at that diagram on module one. So take a second and click over to the module one overview. Um, and we're going to look at basically the rhetorical situation. Um, and so I'm going to basically talk using that, um, that module uh, with the big green uh, egg-shaped context, right? Um, and then we have three circles. And basically those circles represent ethos, pathos, and logos. Um, everyone's familiar with logos. That's your logic and your reasoning, right? Um, it's the logic and the reasoning within the text. I like this particular design here because that shows us the content. You know, this is the content of what you're saying. This is what makes up much of your arguments, right? Um, the ethos, a lot of people are pretty good at picking out ethos. Um, that's, that's the speaker. That's maybe you who is giving this message. This is any kind of message. This isn't just like you giving a speech running for like class president. This is you might be just trying to help your friends decide what movie to go see or what where to go out to eat at, right? Um, we should go here because I know they have really great food. Um, why should they believe you in your recommendation, right? What is your credibility? Um, if you've chosen good restaurants before, like, oh, he knows where the good restaurants are. 
or like, man, you chose crappy restaurants last time. Uh, we're not going to take your advice this time. We're going to go over to this other place, right? And so how do you get your credibility for people to agree with you, um, to, to respect your, your ideas, right? And so that's part of what we talk about in rhetoric is establishing credibility, uh, especially making ethical appeals. If you are known too often to make unethical appeals, if I ask you to go do something that's unethical, you're going to question my uh, ethos, the ethics that I'm uh, encouraging you to do, and you'll question if I'm really worth listening to at all. Um, so that's, that's why ethical appeals are so important to us, or if, uh, to frame your argument in terms of eth- an ethical appeal. Um, looking at audience is important next. Uh, the audience is who you are giving this message to, and so a lot of times we overlook this component, but the arguments, the message, the purpose of what you're trying to communicate is largely indicative of who you're trying to communicate that to. Okay, And so we think of pathos... We think of, um, some people think of emotions, but we got to think more so the emotions of the audience. And not just emotions, but it's, the, uh, it's what appeals to the audience sensibilities. You know, um, certain audiences will be swayed by certain uh, sources, certain uh, experts, right? Uh, if, I, if I could tell you about coronavirus, um, and that may, um, I may come to you with my, my scientific and medical sources, or I may come to you with like, my buddy from high school who's got this really interesting perspective on its idea. Um, so, so my audience might be really interested in my buddy from high school because they might have known that guy in high school, right? Versus uh, maybe that uh, the science scientists, their, their credibility maybe has been hurt, and so maybe I don't want to trust them. So depending on who your audience is, they're going to trust different sources. Um, and so we, we combine all of these together to get to um, a central message that we're trying to communicate. That message happens in a time and a place. It happens in a context. That's that green egg bubble, right? Um, and so really what we're looking at in rhetoric as a whole is this rhetorical situation of any message, okay? And so we're going to take a look at that message and look at uh, something that's been communicated. Maybe it's a movie. Maybe it's a book. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a political speech or an ad. Um, but who is the audience of that message? Who is it targeted towards? What kind of sources do they use to appeal to that audience? Uh, what's the purpose of this appeal? Uh, what's the purpose of this message, this argument, right? Um, and then there's what's happening in context. Like, is this hap- does, do the, does the audience seem to have a similar understanding of the context? Do we all agree what's going on in the world? If, if the audience and I have a different understanding about what's going on in the world, we are going to have a lot of trouble like, trying to communicate. So um, we're going to have to find some kind of common ground somewhere. And so looking at this maybe helps us figure out where can we build common ground with our audience? Uh, is it on context? Is it on ethos, logos, pathos? Um, so that's just kind of a rough sketch of, of maybe the basis of what rhetoric is as we look at rhetorical analysis, uh, especially this week. As you're reading through uh, our section, there's some really interesting sections in looking at how rhetoric relates to democracy, right? Um, if we work, if we live in a democracy, we have to convince people by means other than force, right? We got to get everybody to, to vote, right? That's your basic uh, function of a democracy uh, and, and to serve, maybe to serve that community. But how do we uh, convince people that that's a good thing to do. Um, so that's where rhetoric comes in and is central to the concept of democracy and why we study rhetoric in English class. So you may be thinking, remember English class to be Shakespeare and whatnot. This is, this is, this is 
uh, I'm, I'm a literature uh, person myself, um, but I've come to really appreciate the rhetorical side of English as well. And so that's really what we're looking at. So, so maybe don't think of this class so much as your Shakespeare uh, literary analysis. We are going to be analyzing much more um, contemporary arguments. We're going to be looking at what's happening uh, in the world around us. And so uh, let's zoom in on our um, discussion board. Uh, and you're looking really at pages 9 and 10. Read the whole thing through page 33, um, but then go back and focus specifically on page 9 and 10 because it talk about, talks about visual symbols. Um, and, and in a course like this, a visual symbol, symbol is something we can kind of analyze uh, in a moment and uh, take with us. And so that's what we're going to look at this. Um, so think about different visual symbols that you see around you. Um, maybe it's a brand. Maybe, maybe it's a statue in your community that represents something. Uh, a lot of talk on Confederate symbolism lately. That's something that would be a great one to analyze for this project. Um, other good symbols you have. Um, how do people use symbols or visual representations to communicate something, right? Um, signs, ads, billboards. Um, but think of something in the visual realm. Don't think maybe like, let's don't go full, like into a full movie or anything. Um, but if you click over to the discussion post, I'm going to do that right now. Um, hopefully you are listening to this podcast and clicking through the course with me right now. And I'm over at um, the discussion boards and I'm looking at the visual symbols discussion board post where I go a little bit more into this prompt about... Um, from our reading in Essential Guide to Rhetoric, Part 1, and, but we're focusing on the yeah, other visual symbols. Here we are. Um, and, and I've given an example. Maybe that's, that's what I can we'll start there. If I was analyzing Silva Sam, I might cite an article to help me talk about the Jim Crow origins of the statue, uh, you know, what it represents to different audiences, and how the local government has attempted to you know, adapt it. Now, you know, we've put... Um, Maybe a piece of plywood over over you know the Confederate symbolism there, um, but I've, and I've I've linked an article over at uh, the Smoky Mountain News that helps give the context of what I'm talking about with this visual symbol. So if you could maybe link us to an article that shows maybe you're looking at something in your hometown. Uh, what about the Catamount statue coming onto campus? That's a really interesting you know uh, the, the sports symbols are very interesting how it builds camaraderie for us all. Um, what do these symbols do for us? Um, I think it's a really fun thing to analyze with rhetoric, but also something you might not be interested in or used to analyzing in an English class or used to analyzing at all. Maybe it's just something you've always thought about um, or just assumed uh, was there. Um, but your job and, and a lot of rhetorical analysis is to objectively analyze how these symbols communicate. And objectivity is, is a funny word. There's no such thing as objectivity. We all have our own perspective. We all have our uh, take on something, right? And so we can attempt objectivity and try to remove ourselves from the situation and look at it objectively, but who we are, where we're from, what we've done always shades our objectivity, right? But an attempt to do this, right? Look at how this communicates. I'm not, I don't care if you agree or disagree with this right now. Um, you're fine to talk about the morality or immorality of an argument, right? But we're, we're, it doesn't so much matter if you agree with the arguments or not, but, but what's, what does this whatever symbol you're looking at, the catamount statue, what does it represent? What does it do for the community? How does it communicate or fail to communicate? Like, what if it was like a, a cat lying, like, curled up in a ball sleeping? Um, would that be the thing that would, like, build camaraderie around the campus, you know? Um, no, that cat's there kind of, like, ready to, like, you know, it's growling at something. It's ready to, ready to pounce. Um, what does that imagery do for us as a school? Um, 
So your discussion posts should show your comprehension and application of the assigned reading. That's what we do in these discussion board posts. You have uh, these 30 pages to read. Um, but then as you're writing about this, and I'm asking for you, you know, 250 words, this is not super formal writing. It's more of just one page of writing in response to what you've read here, uh, thinking about these questions, and I think we're applying them very specifically to visual symbols. So um, choose a public or popular symbol to analyze. Why was it made? What argument does it make? Um, who is moved or inspired by its arguments? Uh, why is it convincing or unconvincing? What sorts of beliefs or ideology does it assume? Um, why might it turn some audiences off? Looking at your vocabulary, you might try to include some of your vocabulary, something like exigence. What is the exigence of this um, symbol? Uh, so, yeah. Next week, we will do some brief peer reviewing on this post, but mostly this week, just focus on your reading, understanding what you're writing, and using writing to make sense of what you're reading. Um, in many ways, that's what good writing does. It makes sense um, of what we're reading. And so, um, hopefully this podcast format uh, works for you. It's kind of an easy way for me to... Um, Put some work up real quick um, and look at it instead of you having watching me scroll through a screen. I think that kind of gets old after a while. You, uh, I'm going to put that video up on Wednesday. Um, but then I'll do like a short podcast uh, like in the middle of the module, probably like Friday, maybe Saturday. This is a little bit later than I anticipated, but um, this week just kind of got away from me. Um, so hopefully this helps answer your questions about the course, where things are at, and what you need to do from here. Um, so just a quick recap and I'm looking back through our module right here we have uh, you guys need to make sure that you read the syllabus taking your learning survey your introduction slideshows um, then you have your reading and you're going to respond to this reading in the discussion board uh, titled visual symbols okay um, the other thing about the reading is there's a short quiz it's like 13 questions um, it's, you have like 20 minutes to take it and you can it's completely open book so take that quiz um, after you've done your reading um, I think a good process probably would be to like do the reading, take the quiz with the reading, um, and then work on a writing response to this. Um, and this is due by the end of the day on Tuesday. So hopefully this will make sense. Um, please feel free to comment on this or send me an email if you have more questions. But so far I haven't had too many questions on anything. Um, the other thing that I have noticed is folks are liking uh, Monday. Uh, Monday afternoon seems to be a winning spot for maybe some open office hours. Um, so, uh, look for, and, and I'll try it this week, uh, Monday, um, uh, you know, ar around lunch, maybe I can go from like, uh, you know, 11 to one. So if you have like a lunch hour somewhere, like, and you need to, maybe you can, trying to find a way to get the most people, uh, be, be accessible to the most people. So Monday, I'm going to try, see if people just have any questions and they want to chime in. I just got a little zoom link I'm going to send out. Um, when my office is open. So I'm going to look a little more specifically, but I'm looking at about 11 or 12 to 1 or 2 or something somewhere there on Monday. So that's a good place for just to chime in, and we can uh, chat on Zoom for a second about any questions you might be having, if you want to clarify anything about the reading or whatnot. Um, otherwise, I'll try to address any issues folks are having uh, in my video that I post next Wednesday. So hopefully this is starting to make sense. Um, hopefully I'm not repeating myself too much and uh, or mumbling too much, but... Uh, Anyways, have a good week. Hope this helps. Um, always ask questions as needed. Adios. <laughs>